The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Spirit and hearing and being and seeing this wonderful, powerful life that we live in. And as you know, every week we look at the essence of tools rather than than rules. And I'm delighted today to be talking with Brent Hunter. He is the author of The Rainbow Bridge. That's his new up-and-coming book, The Rainbow Bridge, The Bridge to Inner Peace and to World Peace. Brent, welcome to our show. Thank you. It's good to be here at Temple. Oh, it's a pleasure to, to have you. I don't know if you are aware. Of course, our, our radio show expands to uh, many, many countries and, and certainly outside of the, the walls of, of Unity. But have you ever been to Unity Village? We actually have a, a bridge of faith there, um, which is there's something about the word bridge um, that's very, very powerful. How did, what's the story behind uh, the title of your book, The Rainbow Bridge? Well, the story behind the title is, uh, it's very interesting. Um, after uh, spending several years running an, uh, an internet community called The Park, uh, you know, it was a multi-million dollar kind of operation, and uh, during the course of running this operation, there were, we had many, many, many challenges. And um, so during that period of time of running this, this business and during those challenges, um, I was taking notes, and I was kind of just taking notes and uh, recording everything that was really important to me, all the, all the lessons, all the tools that I had access to, all the, uh, all the wisdom, and um, uh, towards the end, around around 2001, 2000 or 2001, uh, I started to uh, to put together those notes into uh, into a book form, and it was a, it was um, the result of a meditation that I had, and it was uh, just all of a sudden I had a, an epiphany that uh, all of this information that I had pulled together really formed uh, the common ground in all of the world's major wisdom traditions. And so as I sat in, in meditation one day, I realized that, that uh, it was one of my uh, kind of responsibilities after having 
been given these experiences and, and given the information and the knowledge uh, to, to write a book about it. And uh, I didn't even really have to think about the title. It just kind of came to me, uh, the whole idea of a bridge, like this bridge that bridges the gap between uh, and connects all of the world's major religions. And the rainbow part of it came in because, uh, uh, you know, the whole concept of diversity. We, we live in a, a huge world, and uh, the only way you could possibly have um, a book that describes the common ground is, is for it to be completely inclusive. And, of course, a rainbow is a beautiful uh, metaphor and, and um, concept and, and uh, physical uh, phenomenon that everybody knows about all around the world that basically through this multitude of colors you, you have a single rainbow. And so the, the Rainbow Bridge, that's sort of the, uh, how the, the name kind of came to me, um, or, or the, the name was actually kind of given to me, and, um, but it, it made perfect sense. So that's kind of how, how the, the, uh, the title was formed. Well, it's it's so powerful. I mean, something as, as recent as um, just visiting a, a friend of mine who is in business with his family. And here's a guy that is immensely successful, uh, a wonderful doctor, and he is going through a divorce. And so at the time when he needs his tribe, he needs his family, he needs everybody around him. He works with his parents. They're a family business. And so here he is going through this very, very difficult situation. He and his wife are parting ways, etc. And so because of religious values and things that they hold, uh, they are pretty much turning on him. <laughs> and so they're mm. you know, discounting uh, some of his rights now professionally to be in aligned and to be part of. And it's like you sit there and you listen to this stuff. And I um, kind of live in a bubble of life called diversity and inclusiveness and, you know, practicing different, you know, parts of faith that work. And I'm listening to that going, this is happening in 2013. Isn't this amazing? You know, it just, it really is. And that's why this kind of information um, you know that you're offering for that alignment is so important to to just say wake up people <laughs> let's wake up you know i mean let's let's bridge the gaps here but let's bridge what what matters ultimately um in, in the great scheme of things mm. mm-hmm. absolutely i i think uh, now this whole concept of inclusivity and diversity and coming together amidst uh, uh, our diversity, coming together in unity amidst our diversity, it's so important. I mean, it's, I think it's always been important, but with uh, all of the multiple simultaneous global crises that, that we have now, it's really more important than ever before. And so the whole idea of uh, illuminating the common ground that already exists in all the world's major wisdom traditions, this, this, these principles, these are, are universal principles. And so what's really exciting about it is that uh, universal principles get, it gives us a way of talking about 
spiritual principles that everybody knows about and, and everybody follows, no matter what your um, uh, your religion or, or view about life is. And so we can use these universal principles and then have this kind of common language at the same time, maybe coming from different religious traditions and faiths, uh, but using the same language and, and uh, meaning the same thing. So it's, it's, it's a very powerful and I think extremely important for the times that we live in. Well, I want to make reference to um, your first major endorsements. You have many endorsements from people that are aware of the book and the power of the book and and how it can uh, truly be a bridge in people's consciousness as far as differences. I've always liked to say if the world is round, you know, really there are no sides. Uh, Let's start Mm -hmm. there. But I I love, um, I'm going to just highlight a couple of them. Uh, for our listeners today, Neil Donald Walsh, um, who so many people know, uh, says that from the beginning of time, all we've ever wanted is to love and be loved. And from the beginning of time, all we've ever done on this planet is make it nearly impossible to experience our highest desire. I love the way he's so candid. Um, it's because we have imagined in our illusions that one of us is somehow better than the other. And then he goes on to say, this idea of betterness has created divisions between religions, between cultures, between people, and between nations. And imagine having um, the Rainbow Bridge, a, a treasure conceived by you, Brent, as a demonstration of that, that truth that you can hold in your hand. It's a truth that you can live and that you can work with. That, that's a very uh, powerful endorsement there. Mm-hmm. And, and so true. Absolutely so true. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very, very blessed uh, to have received this really beautiful endorsement from from Neil. Yeah, and also with uh, Dr. Gandhi, the existing now Gandhi for Children, the president of Gandhi Worldwide, who says that religions of the world are increasingly becoming more and more divisive. Her grandfather, obviously, Mahandas Gandhi, once said, unfortunately, mankind has learned just enough from religion to hate, not enough to love. That 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 says it all. That mm-hmm. says it all. So mm-hmm. everyone um, on the planet has received a copy of this book. They've all read it. They've had some epiphanies. What is your uh, knowing of, of what is going to unfold? What kind of shift do you uh, long to see from from these writings? Mm. Um, well, that's a fabulous question. And, and um, so I guess, first of all, uh, if, if everybody on the planet has a copy of this book um, and, and is looking at it and reading it and pondering it and seeing how, how to apply these, these principles in their lives uh, every day, um, then as a natural consequence, not only... Um, will we be using these these principles in our own personal lives, but we'll be using these principles um, everywhere we go, everything we do. So uh, when we go to work, um, and we don't even need to talk about these universal principles in, in, in the work environment, we can, um, but we can just do them. We can just demonstrate these, these valuable values and, and principles. And so imagine how powerful it will be um, when uh, businesses and corporations and organizations and governments and you know institutions all over the world are utilizing these universal principles i mean that's extremely powerful 
and so um, you know, of course, uh, peace always begins within our, ourselves, within our own uh, heart and mind and soul. And so, not only can this be really powerful um, for individuals to move into this greater sense of peace and oneness within their own self, um, but then we can start, uh, as I said, use, utilizing these principles in concrete and practical ways um, in, in every aspect of our lives, and uh, including in, in most especially um, in business. And, uh, but also, it's not limited to that. It's you know, in business, it's in the media, it's in uh, education, it's in science, in the government, uh, in, in all aspects of our being. So I, I think that um, were, were that to happen, then uh, the world would be coming together in ways that we've never even imagined before. Um, and, and seeing ourselves truly as, as, as a single family of humans living on the planet, truly uh, seeing and appreciating one another as, as brothers and sisters, and you know we're all in this together. We're on this big rock, or actually tiny little rock, uh, hurtling throughout space uh, in a vast, infinite universe. Uh, in some ways, you know, we're absolutely nothing in the vast uh, in the vastness of, of time and space, and yet at the same time. Uh, we're extremely important um, to the evolution not only of ourselves and of our planet, but I believe to the entire cosmos. So by, by applying these universal principles within ourselves, we can move into this space of, of, of peace and harmony and oneness. And at the same time that that happens, we start to receive new information about ourselves, about uh, our world, about how we can make our world better, how we can live together uh, in harmony, and I believe uh, not just peace and harmony and uh, prosperity, but real abundance, like the kind of abundance where people, some people will be, I think, completely shocked that, wow, how could we have so much incredible abundance here on this planet? But I, I believe that, that is in our future and that it is in our destiny to be living in that space of peace and oneness um, in, inside our own selves, uh, but also, you know, with all of our brothers and sisters worldwide. And so I, I believe that the Rainbow Bridge uh, is a really, really powerful tool that humanity is being given at this really critical juncture uh, to bring people together and to help literally create a new world that works uh, for the vast majority of people in the world, as opposed to the other way around right now where I'm sure, as you know, I mean, the, the statistics are pretty grim. I mean, um, it's about uh, almost half of the people in the world are struggling to survive on less than $2 a day. And, you know, as I like to say, even if you take in consideration barter and trading systems and, and even currency differences, uh, you still, it's pretty obvious that there's a massive, massive problem of, of, uh, of all sorts here on the planet. And so, uh, you know, I believe the Rainbow Bridge can really make uh, a huge difference in bringing people together to create a new world. I, I, I love that, and I love that ideal of that and what you're holding. And, and that's, I think, um, part of the greatest issue with evolution is that we need to pull out our big dream list <laughs> and to mm. be, you know, holding that. And um, also, in addition to the book that you've written, uh, Brent, uh, those that want to participate, go to therainbowbridge.tv, therainbowbridge.tv. Are you also making some films? 
Um, we're that that's definitely part um, of our future plans. Um, right now, the the focus is mostly on on the book and getting the book out there uh, in as many languages as possible and uh, in as many formats as possible. You know, paperback, hardcover, um, ebook, audiobook. Um, but yeah, the the whole the whole idea for several years, um, I've been envisioning a a movie about the Rainbow Bridge, which uh, the way I see it in my mind's eye is that it's really powerful. It's this type of movie that is so inspiring and that, that literally sweeps the planet in this incredible wave of peace and joy where people are watching it all over the world and, and becoming excited not only about, uh, well, excited about life, about, about how exciting it is and how blessed each of us are to be living in this incredible world. Um, in a world of, of gigantic transformation and change, which, again, in the, the kind of change I'm talking about is, is um, all for the betterment of, um, of, of all people everywhere. So that instead of having you know, a few people having vast amounts of wealth, having you know, the, the world that I'm envisioning is uh, the vast majority of people in the world will, will be living in, in true abundance. And so it's um, you know the, the movie will capture that and um, be displayed and, and, and shown all over the world. Not only in movie theaters, this is part of the vision. Is not only movie theaters, but also um, on the internet, streamed on the internet, streamed on mobile devices, and um, yeah. And so it's it's very very exciting, and it's a really exciting uh, aspect of the vision of the the Rainbow Bridge. Well, one of the things I, I definitely want to address when we come back after our, our break is I want you to identify that here you are, you're a brilliant IT guy, um, and, um, you know, you're a, a mover and shaker in that, and I, I want to highlight that uh, because it, it says a lot about who you are, but I think it also offers a new paradigm for a lot of people to look at because we tend to think of you know, computer geek, you know, the computer people, like, they're very focused, they're very analytical, and they're very detailed, and I realize that's a stereotypical thing, but I wanted um, you to share with our, with our audience how you actually hold it and how computers kind of compare to us and our minds and our brains and humanity, because you've shared that with me before, and I don't want to keep that to myself. I want you to share it with as many people as we can share it with. I want to thank all of you for being part of our show today, The Intentional Spirit, and it means so much to myself and my staff that you actually forward um, these MP3s and downloads that other people can hear throughout the world because you never know when that message is going to re, um, arrive to someone just on time like this idea that we're talking about the bridge the rainbow bridge i'm temple hayes and we'll be right back after this short break thank you for being with us
Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And here we are. We're talking with uh, Brent Hunter today. He's the author of The Rainbow Bridge, The Bridge to Inner Peace and World Peace. He's been endorsed by such greats as Neil Donald Walsh and the Mahatma Gandhi Organization. And he has had this book already uh, in 23 languages. Um, so you are on the move, Brent. I, I applaud you for that. that. That's awesome. And the work that you're committed you. to. When we um, were going to break, I had made mention of the analogy that you had made about your life in IT and and creating programs. Um, describe that for others because I thought that was so powerful. Sure, sure. So, um, so yeah, just very briefly. So I, I've been in the world of information technology for. For many years, and um, you know, I've, I've I've written software in probably about ten different programming languages, and uh, was also um, when I was in college, I, I built this company that uh, designed electronic circuit boards, and so there's sort of the hardware and the software background, and so uh, so information technology is something that's um, comes easy to me, and it's really, really interesting and fascinating to me, and, and um, so that's you know pretty much what I've, I've spent most of my, my life working on. And so I think because of that, I have a tendency to look at the world through uh, a kind of an IT lens, if you will, um, uh, because I think that there's a remarkable, uh, we, we can learn a lot about ourselves uh, if we think about ourselves in a logical kind of rational manner. Because in, in some ways, we're very similar to computers, and our, our world uh, is also very similar to um, uh, having lots of computers and networks. And so what, I'm, what I mean by this is that um, the, the world that we live in today is, is, a, is a huge world that is completely interconnected, totally interdependent with one another, 
all of our uh, communication systems are totally interconnected and interdependent. Obviously, our financial systems totally interconnected and interdependent. And uh, and yet, at the same time, we don't really have a global operating system that 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 uh, uh, helps all of this function really, really smoothly. And so, the metaphor I like to use is um, with computers. You know, every computer has an operating system. If you have a PC, then it's you know probably Windows is the operating system. Or if you have a Mac, well, it's the Macintosh operating system or a Unix operating system on some other platforms. Um, and the purpose of an operating system on a computer is to ensure the um, the, uh, the the fair and equitable distribution of resources in the computer. And so, if you have a, let's just say you have a PC and you're running Word and PowerPoint and Internet Explorer and uh, uh, Excel and whatever else you're running, you've got all these different programs that are running in the computer. And so, the operating system uh, makes sure that every program is able to use all of the resources of the computer. And so, if if it were not for the operating system, then any one program could suddenly start sucking up all the resources. It could, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the programs could, could start using up all the CPU power or all the hard drive capacity or um, all of the memory in the computer or could start using up all the peripherals that are attached to the computer. And so the, the operating system is the, is the vehicle that um, effectively, uh, effectively distributes the resources of the computer. Um, and so that, to me, is, is a really powerful metaphor for the world that we're living in, because the world that we're living in, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is totally interconnected, totally interdependent, and yet we don't have a smoothly functioning global operating system. And because we don't have a smoothly functioning global operating system, um, various quote-unquote programs can start sucking up the resources around the world. And so, you know, we have things like the United Nations, which uh, many people don't know, but without the United Nations, then we wouldn't be able to send mail to other parts of the world. We wouldn't be able to fly to other countries. Uh, and so the United Nations, even though it really does need to have very significant reforms made to it, um, it's also one of the best things that the planet ever uh, and humanity ever created. Um, and so we have the United Nations, which is a sort of a of kind of lays out this framework for a global operating system, and yet it's we, we still don't really have that. So, um, so well, that's exactly what we need when you look at it from a computer perspective, and you take kind of the emotions out of it, just look and you identify root causes, and then you figure out what needs to be done. And so. Uh, when you look at the world that we live in today and the fact that we don't have a global operating system, a smoothly functioning global operating system, it's actually not surprising that we have all the problems that we have. It's not surprising that we have high levels of crime and, and poverty all over the world. It's not surprising at all. And, and so when we look at, it, at uh, the creation of some type of global operating system, and you know, I don't have all the, the answers for exactly what this new global operating system would look like, but I can say with great certainty that that is what we need. We need to have this global operating system to uh, prevent various programs from coming along and sucking up all the valuable resources. We really can create this global operating system that helps distribute the resources around the world in a much more fair uh, and sustainable manner. So, so that's that's the whole idea of the global operating system, 
And I believe it's one of the fundamental uh, tasks of our time is to figure out how do we create this new global operating system. And you know, during the course of my conversations with people, uh, almost invariably, uh, people um, um, say, "Oh, that's that's not a good idea. That sounds like it's a new world order." Or, uh, "Oh, that's awful. Just imagine, you know, what what happened in country X Y Z." and and how how a certain country spun out of control whatever that country might be imagine if that kind of problem happened at the global level that would be awful so therefore we can't have any kind of global uh you know form of governance but that but that's just coming from a place of fear if we if we are fearful about um having some kind of um you know world uh governance structure um, and, and I really believe that, and, and so this is where some of these other things um, tie in together, and, and I talk about it in the Rainbow Bridge, and especially in the, the fourth edition of the Rainbow Bridge, which is coming out by the end of December, uh, one of the things I talk about is the need for an international Magna Carta. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the Magna Carta created in England um, was, uh, uh, you know, this document that formed the basis of of um, human rights and um, uh, you know d democracy, um, and in in this very important concept is spread all around the world. And so we need to have some type of what I'm calling an international Magna Carta because if we're going to have a new global operating system um, and a a kind of uh, world governance kind of structure, whatever that looks like, we have to make sure. Uh, every at every step along the way, that human rights um, and uh, you know f fairness and and um, sustainability is really at the core of everything. And so, with when you take some of these concepts like the global operating system and you recognize the need for an international Magna Carta, uh, it's actually becomes quite exciting uh, what we're able to do, and 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 you can then start to see. Um, how we can actually start to make a huge difference in the world, and we can actually start to see by some of these different um, elements and programs and needs that we have, how we can really make a fundamental shift in in, in the direction of humanity. Where, as I mentioned before, uh, the vast majority, you know, you know, almost half the people in the world are struggling to survive on less than two dollars a day. There's a huge, huge problem when you look at things like that, and. Um, and so it's it's a very exciting time that we have, and I think that the Rainbow Bridge provides us this very very powerful uh, tool uh, to to help bridge the gap, not only between the various world religions, but different cultures, different age groups, different uh, nationalities, different um, parts of the world. That really, I I believe that it bridges any gap that there is in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of information about the, uh, the global operating system and the need for it. I love that. Well, how, in, from what you've studied and what you've researched uh, regarding England, how did the Magna Carta actually then go into implementation that was able to, to make a difference? In your assessment, what would you say were some of the key elements? Yeah, it, I'm actually not like a Magna Carta scholar or anything like that. That's okay. Um, so, I'm, I'm certainly so, not either. But in your own <laughs> assessment of it, you know, what would sure. you, what would you sure, say sure. is? Sure. So um, I, for me, you know, at a high level, um, it was the people coming together 
and they created this Magna Carta, and they f- literally forced the king at the time to sign it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really, really powerful um, thing to happen, is for the people to come together and to say, these are our rights, these are important, we will not be trampled upon. Uh, the leaders that we put in charge are supposed to be looking out after all of our interests. And so that is a really powerful statement. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the whole concept of this Magna Carta, as I said, uh, found its way into the U.S. Constitution and the, and the United States Bill of Rights as well. And there's also the, um, the uh, uh, it, there's some initiatives uh, that are facilitated by the United Nations, like the, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking out on the name of it, but it's this um, International Bill of Rights kind of concept. Mm-hmm. And so this Magna Carta kind of like, I view it as like this spark that started, you know, hundreds of years ago that is still being felt around the world today. It's just a really, really important concept and, and idea that I think um, was not only way, extremely important way back then, but also extremely important for the times that we live in at this point in time. Absolutely, and that was one of the reasons I just wanted to go a little bit deeper than that because it it totally aligns also, as you know, with my passion about life rights um, and the innate life rights that we all ought to have. Um, and if we could just come from that place of practice in life, uh, you know, what a difference it would make if we honored life to such a level that we understood that over there in that country over there, when they're suffering and they're having such difficult times, we are, it's like we have a window on our computer screen that's open that is aware of that. And we can wear dark glasses or we can pretend in denial that it's not going on, but it is going on. And so that computer screen is running and it's, um, it, it does something to not only our Earth's capacity of energy, but it also affects us. Uh, as human beings uh, on this planet in, in the place that we that we coexist and so i I love having conversations with people that are awake and you know it and understand that we are in the world but we 're not of the world, but there are those two distinctions, and we really need to play in both of those elements because um, we don 't want to get so down that we don 't want to get up in the morning and you know and join in the the place of weariness but on the other hand we need to rise above in the capacity of knowing that we can make a difference and people before us have and we're the only ones that can and i i think that's um one thing that we talk about and i'm sure brent you talk about it is that you know often people sit in a place of of just uh consumerism and and collecting you know more and more and more and more and more stuff and etc uh some kind of ladder called success um and yet um you know it's like at the same time i mean enough is enough right and and often we think that these other people over there are taking care of these issues when the other people over there it's us. We are the people, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what you're wanting everyone to get, is that we're the bridge. Exactly. That's, that's a really, really important concept um, because, as you said, Temple, you know, it's easy to sort of point over there, over here, over there, wherever, and, and think that that's, you know, those people or whatever. But really, um, we, we are, uh, I mean, I could talk about this from so many different levels, but 
um, we are completely, you know, when you're talking about consciousness, um, we are completely uh, at one. Uh, there is absolutely no distinction whatsoever between any of us, and we all arise out of that same uh, source uh, of consciousness, the same source of information and knowledge and wisdom and, and love. And so anything that uh, comes up that, that uh, prevents us from seeing that is nothing but an illusion. So thinking that the other people on the other side of the world, we don't have any business trying to help them or uh, trying to make the world a better place over there, wherever that there might be, that's an illusion because we're completely connected. And whatever's happening to somebody on the other side of the world, if somebody's suffering on the other side of the world, we are suffering as well and uh, in a very, very real way. So that to the extent that we can... Um, help other people and care for them and have compassion and generosity. Um, we are at the same time helping ourselves and, and not only helping those individuals wherever they may be, but we're helping ourselves and of course we're helping uh, you know, the collective uh, species as well. And here's another thing that's interesting is sometimes the world can, can feel like it's just huge and other times to me it feels really small. Um, sometimes when I think uh, about, you know, our responsibility as humans, um, at, you know, 7 billion people on uh, on the planet, and that's a lot of people on the planet. But then sometimes I think, well, wait a minute, it's, it's actually a lot more than that. Our responsibility as humans is way more than the 7 billion people. Why? Because, of course, of all the other life forms that live here as well. And so if you were to count up, you know, the animals and, and the pets and the birds and the wildlife and uh, the life in the sea and I mean just you know you you would probably come up with quadrillions or pentillions of forms of life here, uh, individual forms of life, uh, which could potentially have um, uh, an independent you know sentient consciousness in every single one of them. So the seven billion people in the world are responsible. Uh, for the well-being of quadrillions of forms of life. So, you know, so how, how do we bridge this gap between uh, this world that uh, has so many challenges and, and, and issues and at the same time opportunities, how do, how do we bridge the gap and, and get to a world that works for all? And I believe, of course, it starts individually uh, in, in, in the heart and the mind of soul and soul of every single person as well as when we come together um, and put together our collective intentionality and our collective vision for a positive and sustainable future, you know, we can literally, we can do anything. We totally can do anything. And so I just think that we, we're living in a very, very exciting time. Yes, it's true that uh, if you turn on the news, sometimes it can be pretty de depressing. Um, but there's so many incredible things that are that are happening in the world today, and I think if people even had an inkling of what some of those amazing things are and how how our consciousness is is expanding very rapidly and how technology um, is is also expanding and uh, I'm kind of just doing a stream of consciousness, but I'm also really excited about the internet um, the, mm -hmm. the with the internet, we have a tool that the world has never seen. Yeah, and and it, it, we have the ability of of talking, you know, uh, point to point anywhere in the world, almost instantaneously, almost for the cost of nothing. 
mean, there is a cost there, but once the once this infrastructure is in place, I mean, it's 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 just ridiculously inexpensive uh, to talk to anybody in the world over the internet using voice over IP and things like Skype, uh, etc. So the the internet um, uh, to me is 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 a miracle, just like the the butterfly transforming into I'm sorry the the caterpillar transforming into a butterfly is a real world miracle. Um, well, the internet is a real-world miracle that continues every second that it's here is, is a miracle, and it's literally helping to shift the, the the consciousness on the planet and to bring us together in ways uh, that we've never been brought together before. So when we talk about creating a new global operating system, it may seem like a big goal, a uh, big, vast, sort of impossible goal, uh, but it's not, especially when you consider that we, we do have the internet and we have so much more information and knowledge about not only who we are, but um, how we can actually make the world a better place. So we, it's just been a really exciting time to be here and to be alive. It really is. And I, I love your passion. I'm, I'm talking today with uh, Brent Hunter. He's the author of The Rainbow Bridge. Please, you can either go to BrentHunter.tv or TheRainbowBridge.tv to learn more about the wonderful work that he's doing in the world. And I want to thank all of you for your continuing contributions to Unity Online Radio. Because of you, we are able to have the voice of the awakening world. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you, everyone. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity Online Radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit Unity Online Radio and click on Mobile Listening. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And um, wow, we are delving into a wonderful conversation today about 
literally how consciousness can change by us thinking in terms of, of bridges instead of walls. And Brent Hunter is my guest, and we are talking about his book, The Rainbow Bridge, which has been written in 23 languages. Um, Brent, you wrote the book, and people started talking about it. Uh, it's been going on for 10 years, but continues to get richer and deeper. Uh, what are some of the byproducts, or what are some of the things that have c- occurred since the book came out? Well, one of the things, uh, Temple, is that, um, so one of the things I don't think I've, I've made clear yet is, is I've mentioned that the Rainbow Bridge illuminates the common ground in the world's major wisdom traditions, and the, these are called universal principles. There are 60 universal principles, and um, there's nothing magical about that number. It's just that's just how many how many there there were that seemed to uh, uh, include and encompass um, uh, all all of the important wisdom. Um, uh, one of the things that's that's occurred over time, though, is more and more answers have been given to me in terms of not only my own inner peace, but um, how do we achieve inner peace in the world. And so, for example, um, yeah, the, the first edition was published in 2001. Uh, the second edition was published in 2003. And as you mentioned, that was translated into 23 languages. The third edition was 2011. And the fourth edition now is coming up at the end of 2013. And um, so as I have been walking this Rainbow Bridge and using these universal principles in every day of my life, um, I, I've got this new information about you know what we can do and how we can use these principles in, in concrete and in practical uh, ways, and so that's why I keep you know coming out with these new additions because it's more and more information and more and more details. Um, but wh- one of the things that's really really powerful for me to consider is um, is uh, a bridge. Uh, I mean, a bridge in so many different ways. We can look at the bridge, uh, the Rainbow Bridge, in, in in different ways, bridging the gaps between religions and cultures and countries, etc. But I really like the concept of that we're building a bridge to the future, and so we're uh, collectively kind of standing on one e- one end of this bridge, and we're walking across this one end of the bridge. Um, and imagine, you know, in our mind's eye that this bridge extends in front of us and it's this huge bridge into the future and, and, and that every step that we take um, is we're stepping on one of the universal principles and using one of those universal principles, every step that we take um, in our own individual lives and in our own collective lives as well. So this this idea that we're building this bridge to the future and that we're traversing this bridge to the future is a really, really powerful um, concept. And, and so that's one of the things that's kind of emerged over time. And, and the other thing is, um, and, and I certainly didn't expect this, but I, I, as uh, time has gone on, I, I keep hearing about new interpretations of the Rainbow Bridge, uh, new meanings of the uh, of the term the Rainbow Bridge, and, and you know we see the Rainbow Bridge now in some pretty popular movies, uh, Thor, for example. Um, uh, the, you know they talk about the Rainbow Bridge in there. They call it Bifrost, and it's a it's a it's a Norse it's a, it's a Norse legend, the Rainbow Bridge, and it's it fits in perfectly with what we're talking about here. It's this bridge between um, 
you know, the earth and, and heaven or the bridge between the gods and the underworld. There's different ways of looking at it. But what's been really fascinating is to hear about different stories of the Rainbow Bridge and then in, in, in then incorporate those stories into into these different editions of the Rainbow Bridge. And, and, and so different meanings of the Rainbow Bridge and different examples. Um, and, for example, the... There are bridges, physical bridges that are located all over the world that are called the Rainbow Bridge, and yeah. you know, and and the, and those are not something that I went around the world building these rainbow bridges. They're just manifesting. And uh, so, for example, um, when I uh, had the, the the blessing of being able to visit Istanbul, uh, Turkey, um, back in 2009, I, I learned of a rainbow bridge there. It's actually um, it's there's a there's a project to create a rainbow bridge. It's still in process right now, uh, at the highest levels of government. And there's a project that was actually initiated by this artist in in England to create this rainbow bridge by uh, painting the underside of the Bosphorus Bridge in the seven colors of the rainbow. And they talk about this bridge in Istanbul being a peace bridge and how this rainbow bridge in Istanbul connects uh the eastern continent with the um uh, I'm sorry with the um uh, the european continent with the asian continent and it's a bridge between those two it's a bridge between uh the east and the west it's a bridge between christianity and uh islam and judaism and so to see that there's this project to build this rainbow bridge called the peace bridge uh, and it's it's in it's it's all over the newspapers and magazines and radio and television, and at the very highest level in the prime minister's office, uh, you know, talking about this bridge. And that's just one example of, of a rainbow bridge. I mean, I, that one that one is particularly near and dear to my heart because um, I'm half Turkish. Um, but it's really quite amazing uh, to to be hearing about all these different physical rainbow bridges, and more and more of them are being built. You know, the, a couple of years ago in South Korea, they built this uh, rainbow bridge, the Banpo Rainbow Bridge, which I believe is the longest fountain bridge in the world. And it's it's this very long bridge that um, it uh, has water shooting out the sides of this bridge, and the whole entire bridge is completely. Uh, illuminated with multicolored lights. And of course that's why they call it the Rainbow Bridge. And that's just, you know, one more example. Uh and and there's there's a lot of examples. But it's it's just very, very exciting. Um as more and more time goes by, new information comes in and I try to then, you know, continue to merge and integrate all this new information into um into, you know, uh future editions. That is just so f- powerful isn't it it's like just a shift in consciousness um just starts it all connecting and making perfect sense there's a couple of things that i strongly want to highlight about the book that i i just love um one is is that uh in making a reference to the 60 principles they're all listed one through 60 in the book, and each and every one of them are a separate thing for those of you that are teachers or speakers, whether you're motivational, inspirational, ministers, whatever you're doing out in the field, you can use any of these in any of your lesson planning. Uh, the book is rich with uh, different quotes from um, former presidents, uh, movers and shakers, difference makers, 
So it's one of those um, books that not only has the intention of an awakening place or an epiphany for people to take and and realize the significance of how we are a woven fabric across the globe, but also you can use it um, for your own betterment in your own work that you're doing out in the world. Um, thank you, Brent, for writing such a good book. I really appreciate it. It's going on thank my you. desktop. I'm using some of it tomorrow in my, uh, well, I'm going to use it in my material. Let me just put it that way. Fabulous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yes. Great. So um, you have a, a blog or, or different ways that people can stay in touch with you. They can sign up on, on the website. Um, do you prefer people go to BrantHunter.tv, BrantHunter.tv, or to your uh, Rainbow Bridge website? Yeah, so um, right now, great question, Temple. So uh, they, they can go to the rainbowbridge.tv or the rainbowbridge.org. It's the same thing, and, and you can learn all about the Rainbow Bridge. Um, my personal website, and, and there are, are links to, um, there's some social media links there, uh, but a larger number of social media links are actually available at brenthunter.tv. So if people want to connect with me uh, personally there, that would be brenthunter.tv would be the best place uh, to go. And um, I'm a very uh, avid user of social media and you know post uh, inspiring content um, and quotations that, that, that uplift the human spirit. I, I, I send those out across Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn in a, in a kind of a different way, Monday through Friday, uh, to kind of uplift and inspire people in, in, a kind of, in the business kind of context. Um, but, yeah, so you, you, they can go to, to any, any of those websites. And, and it, but if you want to connect through social media, probably BrentHunter.tv is uh, the better place. Okay. Well, you're a, you're an excellent writer, and and one of the things I'm going to add to my vision board is one day being able to look on the website and see my organization listed under the Great Shifting Group. <laughs> yes. Well, you so can look forward to that I'm in, have my in the fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding that in prayer, starting right now. <laughs> and and it's oh already done. oh my gosh well what a blessing it has been to to be with you and i am so excited uh about the continuing work that you're doing in the world brent and i just uh see you continue to unfold and and offer these great principles which is part of of the changing world i'd love to see you here at unity campus so we can get you here and get you on live streaming and so you can do a message for us um, i'm that's holding a, that that that's going to happen that possibility well that sounds fabulous and i'd love to do that thank you so and much by for the being way on, on the absolutely show. And thank sorry to interrupt Temple, I, I just want to, I just re- remembered that there was one other component that I, I haven't mentioned yet. Okay. Um, and we, and I'll just say it real quick, is basically we have a plan to give away 5 million copies of the Rainbow Bridge through this philanthropic program because we, it's really important to get the whole concept of universal principles out there and we don't want to have finances standing in the way of anyone uh, receiving this information and knowledge. So that's a really important initiative that we're uh, that we're pushing and uh, 
uh, trying to move forward. Wow. Well, let me know how I can support and how I can also help with that. Okay, I'm on your team. Thank you. I'll wear I'll wear a t-shirt, Rainbow Bridge. Here we go. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Bless you so much, my dear. Thank you again. Keep doing your great work. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure, Temple. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. There is Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Catuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.